Welcome back to The Rollout. I'm Jeff Pratt, and joining me as always is Trent Henrich. How's it going, Trent? It's going well. Glad to get into it. Yes, sir. All right, we're officially done with our eight-part series discussing every division in the league, so now it's time to move on. Today, we are going to be analyzing the running back position. Trent and I have come up with two separate lists, one detailing our 2020 predictions for the top 15 fantasy running backs, and another detailing our 2020 rankings for the top 15 running backs from a pure football perspective. After that, we have a surprise final segment. So, why don't we get into our fantasy football list first? We're going to go by threes in these lists just to keep things moving. Trent, who is number 15 through 13 in your fantasy running back rankings for the upcoming season? So to give a little background um, on how I rank them too for fantasy, I based it off of, you know, the position around the team, maybe how strong their backup running back is, uh, how much experience they've had so far, uh, how well they did last season, that type of thing. Um, But for 15, I went with Le'Veon Bell. 14, David Johnson, 13, Austin Eckler. How about you, Jeff? Okay, we have completely different uh, <laughs> first threes. And uh, I have 15, Miles Sanders, 14, Leonard Fournette, and 13, Nick Chubb. So I'll let you talk about your uh, first three. Well, I'm, curi- I'm curious, is Le'Veon Bell on your list? No, Le'Veon Bell is not on my fantasy list this year. And the reason he's not on my list is because they added Frank Gore in the offseason. We already know Adam Gase was not the biggest Le'Veon Bell fan in the first place. And uh, he recently stated that they want to take some of the workload off of Bell. This isn't a great team in the first place. Their offensive line, they didn't do that much to upgrade it. He had a horrible season that was largely due to the poor talent around him. They didn't do that much to upgrade that, in my opinion. Uh, and they added another competent back in Frank Gore to take some touches away from him. So I just don't see him getting enough opportunities and uh, being able to turn the opportunities he gets into production to be a top 15 fantasy running back this year. I mean, the way I see it is Bell has a pretty high ceiling on this team based on you know what we've seen prior when he was on the Steelers. He has the ability to be the best running back in the NFL. I don't fully believe that Frank Gore can take that much value away from Le'Veon Bell just because of his age. And if he gets touches, it's not going to be, um, you know, the, the explosive plays, like maybe some some special trick plays on the outside, some drop-down dish passes, or uh, just I think they'll create more around Bell than they will Gore. Gore is really a, a second thought at that running back position. I think he's more there to, to mentor Bell, if anything. Um, so I, I like Bell's upside, and that's why he cracked my top 15. David Johnson at 14. Similar situation in which I don't think there's a backup running back on that team that's really going to push for many carries. I think David Johnson um, has a lot to prove uh, based off of him getting moved and for the value he got moved because his contract's so big, uh, and he got traded for DeAndre Hopkins. So I feel like there's a lot of eyes and pressure on David Johnson to perform this season, and I think he will. So that, that's why I have him at 14 and 13 with Eckler. You know, they finally moved Melvin Gordon out of that Chargers system. He's been kind of the guy. He started to, to be the guy uh, for the Chargers. He's really good pass catching back, and I think his values uh, has really gone up this season. 
Yeah, that's fair. I mean, uh, I don't have David Johnson in my top 15 either. And I do believe that he can. He's certainly uh, capable of putting up top 10 fantasy numbers we've seen at the running back position over the last few years. But the fact is that there was something about him last season that made Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals organization just completely put him to the side and focus on other running backs. Like even before Kenyon Drake got there, they were choosing to give the ball to Chase Edmonds over David Johnson. And that's just concerning to me. When we did see David Johnson get the ball, he looked noticeably slower. He's still a monster. He's almost impossible to tackle on the open field. And I really hope that he does get the opportunity to prove his worth again in this Texans offense. But coming off of last season, the mysterious circumstances, I just didn't feel comfortable putting him in my top 15. And then uh, for my three guys, I'll touch on them quickly. I have Miles Sanders at 15, which is exactly where he finished his rookie year. A lot of people are expecting big jumps from Miles Sanders. I'm not really, uh, I don't really trust Eagles running backs, especially when you look at the last couple of years, they haven't really been able to produce fantasy wise. We haven't seen that since LaShawn McCoy was them. Uh, was with them a couple of years ago uh, back in his prime. And Sanders, he's much more of a pass-catching back. And if the Eagles are really going to work Jalen Hurts into the equation like we think they are, then that's just going to take more touches away from Sanders. I have Fournette at 14. I'm sure Trent has him higher. But that's just because we don't really know how much work he's going to get now that the Jaguars have pretty much stated their intentions of letting him walk in free agency next year. And then I have Chubb at 13. And a lot of people that I've been talking to on Twitter, uh, by the way, I run a Twitter account called Hotline Fantasy. If you're interested, the link will be in the bio. Um, Come have a debate with me about something. But uh, the people I've been talking to, uh, they think Chubb could push for top five, top three numbers this year. I just don't see it because I think the Browns are going to utilize the passing game a lot more. Now that they've got Austin Hooper, a healthy Odell Beckham Jr., hopefully a healthy Jarvis Landry. And as you know, I really like Kareem Hunt. And I think he's going to take some major touches away from Chubb and he's not going to get that many garbage time touches, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, those guys you, you have in your 13, 14, 15, I actually have um, in the next three, which I think we should get into right now. So my 12, I have Aaron Jones, 11, Nick Chubb, 10, Leonard Fournette. For me, I'm not worried too much about Fournette's contract. I think that he's going to play this season either way. And if it's not, um, you know, the Jaguars running him into the ground, it's going to be him trying to really beef up his stats and get a big contract um, this following season. So I think he's going to put up some big numbers. That's why I have him at 10. 11 with Chubb. I'm not as high on Hunt as you are. So I don't think Hunt's going to take as many touches away from Chubb. Chubb was uh, a front runner for the, um, the rushing title last year, he's gonna. I think he's gonna put up big numbers again. The Browns really didn't do much um, to tell me otherwise that Chubb won't perform. And then I put Jones at twelve. He was running back what four or two last year. He was really high last year. I don't see him putting up those same numbers again. He had a ton of touchdowns. I think sixteen touchdowns last season. I just think those numbers are unrealistic, especially because of who they had AJ Dillon, Jeff. Is that correct? AJ Dillon, they already have Jamal Williams in that backfield. Yeah, so that, that's a crowded backfield behind him. So I just don't see him excelling. Who do you have at your uh, 12 through 10, Jeff? That's fair. To quickly touch on Aaron Jones, he is higher on my list. Uh, he was RB2 last year, as you said. 
and he did put up a ton of touchdowns. But um, 12, 11, and 10, starting at 12, I have Todd Gurley, and then 11, I have Kenyon Drake, and 10, I have Josh Jacobs. So we've had completely uh, different players for our first six off the board. Um, just to touch on Gurley, uh, kind of similar to the David Johnson situation where we don't exactly know what we're getting out of the player heading into the year. Uh, but with Gurley, at least he had a decent year last year. While he lacked the explosiveness that uh, he had trademarked over the last couple of years where he put up MVP numbers a couple of seasons ago, he was still RB14 last year. He rushed for 857 yards, uh, added 31 catches for 207 yards, and totaled 14 touchdowns. So he still had a pretty a pretty productive year uh, statistically wise. And, you know, we've all heard the rumors that the Falcons are getting the explosive, healthy Todd Gurley back. And if that's true, then he could easily push for higher on this list. But just for me, until we know for sure that that's the guy, I didn't feel comfortable moving him higher. And then at number 11, I had Kenyon Drake. Uh, it's just really tricky for me, the entire Drake situation. They committed to him as they're back in Arizona over David Johnson last year. And he did produce in the limited number of games that we got to see, uh, but he wasn't as consistent as people think. Um, who knows how he's going to uh, contribute as a regular player in their offense. So a lot of people are drafting him early second round, maybe even late first in some rare instances. I don't feel that comfortable. I don't think he's a top 10 fantasy running back. And then finally, Josh Jacobs at 10. I think he could easily push for higher on this list uh, this year. He finished his RB21 last year, battled through some injuries, but he is an undisputed workhorse for the Raiders. If he can get more involved in the catching game, that's only going to help him. Uh, he also only has seven touchdowns. I think he's going to easily push for double digits in that regard this year. So I just like Jacobs' upside a lot. Yeah, it's funny because all these guys you have in the – 10, 11, 12, just like the 13, 14, 15, I just have them, you know, one rank higher. Yeah. For, for my, like, it's going to happen again. For my 7, 8, and 9, I have Josh Jacobs at 7, Joe Mixon at 8, and Todd Gurley at 9. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, for me, Todd Gurley was the best running back in the league three years ago. Even two years, like, 20, 2017, Yeah, two seasons ago, yeah. Yeah. The, in 2017, he had over 1,300 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns on the ground. That doesn't even include his six touchdowns in the air and 788 receiving yards. 2018, he had 1,250 rushing yards, 17 rushing touchdowns, and four touchdowns in the air. Like He was undoubtedly the best running back in the NFL, at least stats-wise, the situation he was in. He was carrying that Rams team that I don't think should have ever made those deep uh, Super Bowl runs and playoff runs they were making. So I think Gurley has um, the ability to completely change this Falcons team and give them a serious playoff push. Uh, Falcons seem to have been coming up short a lot. They had their one um, Super Bowl run where they blew it against the Patriots, but they seem to fall short a lot for me. So I think Gurley could be an X factor on that team. Uh, and then to talk about Jay, Josh Jacobs a bit, he's, he's coming into his second season, but in his rookie season, which I'm not a big fan of rookie running back. I don't think Jeff is either. He put up over a thousand yards, 1150 yards to be exact and seven touchdowns, which are really strong numbers for a, a rookie running back. 
So if, if those are the numbers he's putting up then, I think he could see even more touches now that they have trust in him and it's his sophomore season. I could see him improving on those numbers. So that's why I have him as high as seven. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I can't disagree with any of those guys. They're on my list. Uh, you just have them a little higher than me. So I'll move on to my uh, next three guys. At nine, I have Aaron Jones. Eight, I have Austin Eckler. And at seven, I have Derek Henry. Aaron Jones and Eckler, you've covered pretty well, so I won't speak of them that much. I do think Jones is still going to be able to carve out uh, enough of a role in this Packers offense to be a top 10 fantasy running back after putting up ridiculous numbers, uh, 19 total touchdowns, as uh, you mentioned earlier in 2019. Um, just just really good numbers, was really eff- efficient when he got the ball. He's not going to get that many touches, but I still think he's a top 10 fantasy running back. And then Eckler, I think you were a little low on him, Trent. And looking at his stats last year, I understand why, because he really only rushed. He didn't even rush for 600 yards. He did most of his damage through the air. He caught 92 balls for 993 yards and 11 total touchdowns. So it's certainly possible that he's just not going to be that effective for the Chargers this year with uh, whoever they're going to they're gonna have under center, whether it's Justin Herbert or Tyrod Taylor. But I still think he can push for top 10 numbers, being the undisputed guy, specifically since we saw him be RB4 as the workhorse back for them last year. And then Derrick Henry, I'm sure he's higher on your list. For me, he's still going to be a really good running back. He's going to be a guy you can consistently plug in as your number one running back on fan- on your fantasy teams. But when it comes to the Titans and other teams game planning for them, they know what's coming. Ryan Tannehill is not going to beat you week in and week out. Derrick Henry is what's going to kill you. And so they're going to be stacking the box, putting like seven or eight guys on the line every first or second down. I just see Henry struggling to get going some weeks. He's going to have some monster weeks where he goes off for like 40 fantasy points. Uh, He obviously was the rushing title leader last year. I see him taking somewhat of a step back this year uh, while still putting up respectable top 10 fantasy numbers. See, I really respect where you have have Eckler. For me, he's just a really tough player to gauge in the rushing game just because Melvin Gordon was always taking those touches away from him. He had more receiving yards and almost as many catches as he had rushing attempts last year. Which it's is crazy. It which is unbelievable for a running back. It's almost like he's not he's not seen on that team as a running back. So I'm almost worried that he won't be able to to handle both the rushing load and the receiving load. And only time will tell. But if he can, you know, if he can put up a thousand yards rushing, which is totally possible with all the attempts he should see this coming up season, he could put up a thousand thousand season. It's totally possible that he could be the best, I mean, fantasy running back this year. I could definitely see it. I mean, there's a shot. Yeah. So, Trent, why don't we uh, continue with you? Who are number six through four for you? So, at six, I have Henry. You had him. I think you had him at seven, so we're just off a little bit there. Um, At five, uh, cracking the top five of Alvin Kamara. And four, I have Dalvin Cook slotted in there. Dalvin Cook have one of the most incredible – just seasons last year he really put the the vikings on notice no one was stopping him the last couple of years um he had he had his he's had his injury concerns um but i really think he's going to come back this year and he's one of those guys that is going to have a presence in both the receiving uh core as well as the rushing game um, last season alone he had 
over 500 receiving yards, but it also had over 1,100 rushing yards. He gets a lot of touchdowns too. He's probably the main focus of the offense again. And if he stays healthy, those numbers are going to increase even more. So I think four is a really good spot for him. And Kamara is a very similar running back who gets a lot of looks in the air, and but is all also really solid in the ground. And Kamara used to put up even bigger numbers as a back with Mark Ingram there. And Mark Ingram is gone. So I think, you know, getting a couple of seasons away from Ingram, he could put even bigger numbers up. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, moving on to my six through four, I have Joe Mixon at six. So I think we flip-flopped Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon, if I'm uh, not mistaken. At five, I do have Kamara. So we are on the same page for the first time on our list there. <laughs> and then at number four, I have Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I agree with everything you said about Kamara. I do think Latavius Murray is going to slide in this year now that he's had one full year with the Saints into more of that Mark Ingram role. We could see him taking a couple more carries uh, this year. But Kamara, he's primed for a bounce-back year. He definitely disappointed a bit last season, finished as RB9 in PPR leagues, but he was injured uh, for a decent amount of the year. He still had a fantastic year, though. Put up, uh, Caught 81 balls for 533 yards. He only had six total touchdowns. I think that was really the thing that was holding him back. He had a lot more in his rookie season. Uh, so he's definitely primed for a bounce-back year and a run at the top five. Joe Mixon, I'm extremely high on him this year. Uh, we've been waiting as fantasy owners for Joe Mixon to have his breakout year. It's coming this year. The Bengals have a revamped offense. They have a better offensive line, more weapons to take the attention away from Mixon. He's going to eat. And then Zeke, I have him a number four. I'm assuming you have him a number three or two, maybe even one, because that's where he could finish. He could finish anywhere in the top four for me. But just looking at the Cowboys offense, adding C.D. Lamb into an already crowded wide receiver core of Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, it's just a recipe for less touches for Elliott for me. He's still going to be the dominant workhorse back for this team, but he could see a little less work, score a little less touchdowns. I just think uh, he's going to be a guy that's going to take a mini step back in terms of just the amount of touches he gets this year, and it could affect him fantasy-wise. It's funny because we had the same thought process when it came to Zeke. When I first ranked this list i actually had zeke at six wow because i think that offense is that crowded and you know if dak is to perform as well as you believe he's going to perform this season and with all the targets he has to throw to i think zeke's touches are really going to drop but then i started to look at um, zeke's stats over his career and i don't think i realized how big of a rookie season that he had and how many big seasons he's had he, three of his four seasons so far he's had over 300 rushing attempts so even if that declines to let's say 260 270 he's still gonna put up well over 1200 yards he's had two seasons of over 1400 yards he's had seasons of 15 touchdowns in the in the rushing game 12 and another he puts up monster numbers and I don't think he's that good of a runner. I like um, the playing style of a lot of other backs, but he gets a larger workload than ever imaginable for me. So I took him all the way from six, and I put him at three. And then at two, I'm going to have Saquon, and I'll say number one for the end. I have a feeling we may have the same top running back. 
Uh, we do not, oh. believe it or not. Um, my number three is Dalvin Cook. My number two is Christian McCaffrey, leaving my number one uh, to be Saquon Barkley. And you can go ahead and reveal who yours was. Yeah, I had CMC at one. Yeah, so the reason I don't have CMC at one is just because it's so hard. It's almost impossible for fantasy uh, skill positions to repeat as the top player at their respective position. It almost never happens. Um, I have Dalvin Cook at three, uh, but he could easily push to be the number one guy this year. Uh, He said earlier this offseason that his goal was 2,000 yards from scrimmage this year. I think he could easily hit that. Now that Stephon Diggs, he's the undisputed number one option on this team. Sorry, people who like Adam Thielen. He's not the guy. Kirk Cousins is definitely not the guy in Minnesota. It's the Dalvin Cook show. Uh, He's going to have a really good year as long as he can stay healthy. And then C-Mac, you know, logically, you would think that looking at the Panthers, what C-Mac did last year, uh, putting up over 2,000 yards from scrimmage, Thirteen hundred yards on the ground, a thousand and five yards through the air on one hundred and sixteen catches and nineteen total touchdowns. One of the best seasons we've ever seen out of run out of a running back fantasy wise, and definitely should have been in the conversation uh, for MVP. You would think they added Teddy Bridgewater, they added Robbie Anderson. This is a better offense that he's primed to do just better, uh, or or even to be as good. That's not necessarily the case. If you add a better quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to be able to make more throws. They might be utilizing the passing game a little bit more. C-Mac's easily going to be a top three fantasy running back this year, but I do think there's a good chance that he doesn't get as many touches just because uh, he's not going to have Kyle Allen under center, who's every time he panics, he's just going to dump the ball off to him this year. See, what's interesting for me is C-Mac, between his 2018 and 2019 seasons, which were both incredible seasons, his yards per attempt rushing-wise actually dropped from his 2018 season to his 2019 season. It doesn't surprise me. He probably saw more touches, right? He, he did see more touches. Um, his touchdowns also doubled from 2018 to 2019. Oh, yeah. Um, but his numbers from season to season, at least from 2018 to 2019, really weren't that different other than the number of touchdowns he had because his yards per attempt was still 5.0 to 4.8, and he still had 107 catches in 2018. So he only had nine more catches last year, even though everyone was talking about, you know, wow, he had 116 catches at running back last year, and he put up over 1,000 yards. His numbers really weren't that different. So even if his numbers do drop off a little bit, I can easily see him getting a, like a very easy thousand to thousand season for him just because of the numbers he's consistently been putting up over the last two seasons. I do think um, having Bridgewater at quarterback, his receiving numbers will drop just because there won't be as many drop downs to him. But I still think his touchdown numbers are as high, especially because the Panthers. I don't know if they dropped or or they traded Greg Olson, but I know Greg Olson is gone from there now, and I think that actually does make a big difference for touchdowns on offense. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we do have to move on quickly to the other uh, list we have, but 
I put Saquon at number one just because, as I said earlier, it's extremely rare for skilled positions to repeat as the number one fantasy asset um, at their respective position. And I think Saquon's prime for a bounce back year. He was disappointing last year, struggled with injury, finished as RB10, but he still put up a pretty good season, rushed for over 1,000 yards, had 50-plus catches for 400-plus yards, and 10 total touchdowns. So for any other back, that's a really solid year, but not for Saquon Barkley. We're expecting the world from him. I think this is the year that he absolutely takes over the league by storm. Uh, he's by far the number one option on this Giants team, which is a little bit more capable. They've added a couple of weapons. They added a pretty good offensive lineman with their top couple of draft picks. Um, yeah, I just think this is Saquon's year. Hey, I I, uh, I like I like the choice there with number one. And let's move on to our next segment, which is the top 15 um, NFL running backs, more more in a skill uh, standpoint, more of who you want to build your franchise around. And to help speed things up as we're running out of time, let's go um, in chunks of five. So who is your 15 through 11, Jeff? Sure, yeah. From a, from a pure talent uh, standpoint, as you said, that we're ranking these players on, uh, 15, I have Kenyon Drake. 14, I have Josh Jacobs. 13, I have Miles Sanders. 12, I have Le'Veon Bell. 11, I have Todd Gurley. And 10, I have Nick Chubb. What about you? So for me, I have David Johnson at 15. I have Chris Carson cracking this list at 14. Josh Jacobs at 13. I have Joe Mixon at 12. Melvin Gordon, 11. Chubb at 10. And I think the only guy you added that was different from um, your first list of 15 was Loving on Bell. Is that correct? I did. And to be honest with you, I replaced Josh Jacobs uh, in this list uh, with Le'Veon Bell just because Le'Veon Bell is a little older, but we still know how talented he is. Whether he is able to show it this year from a fantasy perspective because of the poor situation around him in New York, we know that he still has the talent to be the number one running back in the league. Look at the numbers that he put up in Pittsburgh. If I'm going to like, if I'm going to build my uh, franchise around a running back, Le'Veon Bell is still in his prime. He's still a top 15 guy for me. I totally agree. I think uh, that was great that you really talked him up because I have him even higher on my list. I have okay. Le'Veon Bell at nine. Wow. Fair enough. So why don't you just rattle off the next uh, five you have? Yeah, so Le'Veon Bell, I have him at 9. I have Leonard Fournette at 8, Todd Gurley at 7, and Dalvin Cook at 6. Who do you have at 10? Oh, sorry. At 10, I have Nick Chubb. Okay. Um, Where did you have Joe Mixon again? I had Joe Mixon at 12. You are criminally underrating Joe Mixon. I don't know, man. I have Nick Chubb at 10, Leonard Fournette at 9, Joe the Goat Mixon at 8. Aaron Jones at seven and Derrick Henry at six. Wow. I don't even have Aaron Jones on my list. That's crazy, man. He's still young. He's 25 years old. He's an extremely talented back. If you watch the Packers play, he is such a talented player. I mean, I agree, but other than his last season, it's not like he's put up incredible numbers. He had 16 touchdowns last season which really inflates his numbers. Before that, he had 133 attempts in 2018 for 728 yards. 
and that's it. That's all you have to base off. Twenty. Yeah, exactly. But 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 so but so what? Like we're talking about a guy who I think I've seen him play. I know how talented he is. This is what we're basing it off of pure talent standpoint, and who I'd want to start a franchise with. And I know very well that I would rather have Aaron Jones than David Johnson or Chris Carson. But can you tell me that you'd rather have Aaron Jones than Josh Jacobs, who you had lower on your list, I think, based off of I would his- have Aaron, I would rather have Aaron Jones than Josh Jacobs. There's only a two-year uh, age difference there, and I think Aaron Jones is the better back. Really? By far. I th- Oh, talent-wise, by far the better back. I think I'm sorry. Would- Josh, Josh Jacobs is just a – like. He's just a workhorse. You're going to give him the ball. He, if you give him 20 touches a game, he'll probably rack up 100 yards. But Aaron Jones, man, if you give him 20 touches a game, which the Packers rarely do, he's going to he's just such an elite player. See, I think you're going to eat those words, Jeff. I think Josh Jacobs is much more talented and dynamic than Aaron Jones. Oh man, come on. I'm no st- chance. There's a re- there's a reason Josh Jacobs isn't even involved in the passing game. It's because all they know they can do is give him the ball and let him go to work on the ground. Yeah, and there's also a reason why the Packers didn't really give Aaron Jones touches the last two years before his well, big season last year. It's because he was in the split backfield with Jamal Williams, and they and they also had Ty Montgomery in the equation and Eddie Lacy a couple of years ago. And, like they 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 didn't know what they had, but and, they knew they obviously found it because he finished as RB two last year in PPR leagues. See, for me, it took him three years or two years to leapfrog backs like Eddie Lacy and Jamal Williams, whereas the Raiders took complete faith in um, Josh Jacobs when they had Marshawn Marshawn Lynch. Okay. No, but yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Wait, no, Marshawn Lynch wasn't with the team this past year. Yes, because that's because they had Josh Jacobs. Well, no, that's because he was a free agent. They didn't let him go. He was a he was a free agent. They he had him. Play. They he was, actually, I think he went back into retirement. They could have they could have tried to resign him, but he went back into retirement. They could have tried to resign him, and instead no, of I'm having sorry. Skittles, one of the best running backs of all time, they went with rookie. Yeah, Josh they went they went with Josh Jacobs because he fell into the in the draft. Listen, I'm not gonna. We don't have to argue about this more. I'm not arguing that Josh Jacobs isn't an extremely talented back, but I think. It's obvious to me that Aaron Jones is a better back. But we've got to move on. So give me your top five. All right. My top five, five to one, I have uh, Ezekiel Elliott at five, Alvin Kamara at four, Derrick Henry at three, Saquon at two, and I still have CMC at one. All right. Fair enough. We uh, we were actually spot on with three of these guys. I have uh, Dalvin Cook at five. Alvin Kamara at four, like you. I have Zeke at three, Saquon at two, and CMC at one. Yeah, so we I think we see kind of eye-to-eye with that. Um, the only reason I put Derrick Henry so high is because I personally think he is unstoppable. Well, here's the thing, though. I would make the same argument that you made with me about Aaron Jones with Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry, like, and I'm not going to argue that Derrick Henry isn't talented because he's a freight train. He is, he is unstoppable. You're right. But if you're going to judge me for choosing Aaron Jones after only one year of real production, then I'm going to judge you over putting Derrick Henry that high after one year of real production. Hmm. I disagree yes. about only yes. having, Hold on. Uh, Aaron Jones hadn't done anything before. At least um, Derrick Henry has two years of over 1,000 rushing yards, has a 12-touchdown season on top of that. 
It's not like he hasn't performed in the past. I guess so, but he was getting plenty more touches. And Green Bay, over the last couple of years, they never really utilized their running backs until this past year when they realized what they had in Aaron Jones. Listen, I just think we're, we're arguing too much about this here. Only time's really going to tell how good both of these guys are going to be. But I'm glad we both agree on our top two, CMC at one and Saquon at two. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're both generational talents. They're both, they both have a chance to finish as top ten running backs of all time when it's all said and done, which is a great segue into our third and surprise segment, which is our top ten all-time running back rankings. And we're going to go by three in this since we only mm-hmm. have ten. Trent, who is your ten through eight? I mean, this was so hard for me. There are a lot of guys that could be put in I think the 10 I think the 10 through 7 and 6 area is the hardest thing for me because they're all interchangeable in my opinion there are guys that left out like Earl Campbell Franco Harris the the list goes on and on of guys that left out that I had in there and pulled out and pushed back in but at 10 I have OJ at 9 I have Gale Sayers and at 8 I have Eric Dickerson Wow, we were we were pretty similar. I don't have OJ on my list, but at ten I have Gale Sayers. Nine I do have Earl Campbell, who I know you said you excluded, and at eight I have Eric Dickerson. So wow. we're on a much more of a similar page here than we have been with running backs this year. And and personally, Eric Dickerson was a tough one for me. He is the single season he has the single season rushing record, and he's ninth all time on rushing yards, which is really impressive. Um, I could have had him higher. I actually have another uh, Rams running back higher than him on the on this list, which was really hard to do. Um, but I did uh, slot another guy above. Yeah, I, I also have that same Rams running back higher on this list. Uh-huh. But I think that that was the obvious choice. Um, my uh, my favorite guy out of these three players has to be Gale Sayers, the Kansas Comet man. He was basically unstoppable. Before, before his career was uh, cut short due to injury. He won, He scored six touchdowns in a single game, which was an NFL record. He has a bunch of other NFL records to mention that. Uh, he scored 22 touchdowns in his rookie season. He also holds the record for the highest career kickoff return average of 30.56 yards. He was a human highlight reel. Uh, he only played, what was it, uh, six seasons, I think it was, in the league um before his career was cut short and if he had played for as long as these other guys he easily could have a chance to crock the top five for me yeah and honestly I would have had Sayers higher if I thought um special teams should be valued which I I and I ultimately decided I don't think it should uh, because like you said I think it was 30.5 yards per return um which is just that's right that's ridiculous man Yeah. yeah So who do you have, Jeff, for your seven through five? So I have seven, which is the Rams running back we were talking about, Marshall Falk. Uh, At six, I have all day Adrian Peterson. And at number five, I have Emmett Smith. How about you? We have one exactly the same and two, I I believe, totally different. So seven, I have Marshall Falk, which Mm -hmm. you have exactly at seven. Six, I have LT. And five, I have Adrian Peterson. Okay. No, no. So we we uh, we had Adrian Peterson in there, too. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. He was at six. And then Marshall Falk, we both had seven. I mean, when you talk about Marshall Falk, I mean, this dude is the definition of a do-it-all back. 
He's just one of two players in NFL history to gain a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards in the same season. I think that is actually three now, if not mistaken, since CMC has done it. Uh, it was just funny because we were literally just tossing it around earlier. Like uh, CMC could just mess around and easily go for another a thousand, a thousand season, but it's that hard that he's doing it, which is why I think that when it's all said and done and Christian McCaffrey's career is over, he could easily be in this conversation. Uh, but yeah, Marshall Falk is a great back. Adrian Peterson, one of my favorite players to watch. He He's awesome. He's still playing when, when his career is over he could even push for higher on this list. But yeah, Trent, I'll let you talk about your guys. Um, so Adrian Peterson was a tough one for me. I had him lower. I had him higher. I think his career being plagued with some injuries makes him an, a really interesting conversation because he's had, um, I think for rushing attempts, he's probably top three or four just because of how many seasons he's played compared to some of these older guys who didn't play as many seasons. I don't think... Because of injuries, he's been as consistent, but he does hold the single-game rushing record at 296 yards, and he's fifth all-time in rushing yards. So those numbers are really hard to ignore. So I put him in at five, right smack dab in the middle of the list. And then for me, LT is the most – was, at least for my eyes, and like what I was able to see in my lifetime, the most exciting running back. He did it all. He was he was electric, and he's also seventh all time in rushing yards. I had to have him on my list. He ended up sliding in for six. Um, I'm curious if you even have LT on your list, Jeff. Well, you know, I want to touch on uh, Emma Smith first before I move on to my next, uh, and we'll go with two uh, for the next uh, installments of two since we only have four guys left. But yeah, Emmett Smith, man, uh, I I hope he's higher on your list. I hope you didn't exclude him because the dude attacked defenses like no other he holds the nfl record for career rushing touchdowns seasons with at least a thousand rushing yards he had 11 of those as well as the record for career 100 yard rushing games with 78 he won four nfl rushing titles was a two-time mvp and a three-time super bowl champion which is interesting because a lot of these guys who have a feeling are going to be higher on our list were they did not win a lot of super bowls if any so he really fit all of the categories of a dominant running back and then won a couple of Super Bowls, uh, which which made me have to put him high. And then moving on to my four and three, at four, I do have LaDainian Tomlinson. He is my favorite football player of all time. Sorry, Tom Brady. LT is above you. He's the reason I started watching. He was a threat to reach the end zone every time he touched the ball. You couldn't have said it better, uh, Trent. He literally is the most electric football player I have ever seen holds the single-season touchdown record for running backs with 28, uh, including a couple that he actually threw. I think he's thrown for six touchdowns in his career. I mean, I I, I just love LaDainian Tomlinson. I, I could go on and on about him. And then at number three, I have Walter Payton. What about you, Trent? We're pretty similar. I have Walter Payton at four and Emmett Smith at, at three. I think Emmett Smith is is actually very underrated on your list. You said a lot of stats, and he does have championships as well. He's also, which I think is the probably the most important stat, he's the all-time rushing yards leader. He, over 18,000 yeah. rushing yards. I mean, that alone is just unbelievable. You said the 11 straight 1,000-yard seasons, which I think is tied for the most or the most all-time. And then Walter Payton, which we both have in our, in our three, four slots there. Uh, he has 10 
a thousand yard rushing seasons. He has a 273 yard game, which was the longest at uh, the point when he had retired, or sorry, the most yards in a game when he had retired. And he's second all time in rushing yards. So I totally respect you putting him at three. I could see him at three as well. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I'll I'll really give you respect for putting Emmett Smith that high because I wanted to, but just because of uh, my personal bias towards Ladanian Tomlinson, I had to slide him in there above him. But in reality, Emmett Smith, he's he's in the conversation for a top three running back of all time. So now we're moving on to our top two of all time, and I really wanted to put the guy I have at two at one, but I stuck with I stuck with my list, stuck with tradition. And he was uh, notably called the number one back of all time. And I have Barry Sanders at two and Jim Brown at one. I mean, Barry Sanders, there's not, you can't talk enough about him. He's arguably the most exciting player in NFL history to watch. I know he was before Trent's in my time, but we can still go on YouTube and watch his highlights. I mean, just the way he evaded defenders almost seemed impossible. It was like he was defying the laws of physics. He's a, he only played 10 seasons, yet he's still fourth on the career rushing list, which is incredible to me. He uh, took home four NFL rushing titles, two MVPs. He was a pro bowler all 10 of his seasons. He has countless NFL records. And then just to touch quickly on Jim Brown, uh, I'll let Trent take more of him. But, I mean, the dude is the only running back in the history of the NFL to average more than 100 yards per rushing games. That is absolutely insane. That that stat just blows my mind. But I'll let you take it from here, Trent. Jeff, are you assuming Jim Brown's on my list? I, I am assuming that <laughs> Jim Brown is on your list. Well, he is. And I have the same top two as you. I have Barry Sanders at two and Jim Brown at one. I think what's pretty cool about Jim Brown is he's a four-time MVP winner. And his rookie season, he also won the Rookie of the Year and MVP, which I don't believe has been done since then, may be the most incredible thing I've ever heard of. Like, if you think about it now, you think college players in the rookie season, we talk about it, like with Josh Jacobs and any rookie running back, it's like, oh, I wouldn't draft him in our league. Like, you know, I just don't trust rookie running backs. This guy won MVP the same season he won Rookie of the Year, which blows my mind. And like you said with Barry Sanders, if there was one player – I could go back and watch in person. I think I would want to be at a home Lions game uh, against the Packers or a divisional matchup or something along those lines and just seeing him tear through defenses. I mean, he's a highlight reel. Just just watching what we can on the internet is, you know, it makes me speechless because I I really do wish I had a time machine. I could go go back and watch Barry Sanders play. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's an absolute crime that he was stuck on the Lions when he was because they were they were never really title contenders. But, oh, my God, the dude was incredible. And then Jim Brown, like, he's he's just a freak of nature, man. Like, there's not much you can say about him. He only played in nine seasons, yet he's arguably the greatest running back of all time. He's our number – he's both of our number ones. So, And yeah. for me, I can see anyone flip-flop these two just because Barry Sanders, like you said, played 10 seasons. Every single season, he had over 1,000 yards. He was a 10-time Pro Bowler. Every season, he was a Pro Bowler. Every season, he had over 1,000 yards. If that's not consistency, 
I don't know what is. Absolutely. All right, Trent. We have to wrap it up, but I want to leave you with this one question that you're going to answer. Will any running backs currently in the league, besides Adrian Peterson, because he's already in our list, be a top 10 running back of all time by the time their career is over? And where will they be? Slash how high will they be? I think there's actually um, arguments for a couple guys that we didn't even talk about. And you said other than Adrian Peterson, I believe Frank Gore has the third most rushing yards of all time. He's not on any of our list. He could definitely crack the top 10. I, think, I, didn't do- I think so. I, I just think that the fact that he, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's never won a Super Bowl and he's never like, he's never been the, like the headliner. So, yeah. yeah. The weird thing for him as well, compared to all these running backs in our top 10, is he's played, um, other than Adrian Peterson, he's played a lot more seasons than any of them. He, he's a very old player right now in the NFL, and he's 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 been playing, I think, since 2000, I think. I, I don't know when his, I, that was his rookie year, but he's entering close to his 20th season in the NFL. But for active guys that we talked about, I, I do see uh, – I, I do see Chris McCaffrey having a very strong possibility just because of, um, you know, all, a lot of the rest of the guys on our list are more pure running backs and don't have you know, the catching abilities that Christian McCaffrey does have. Um, so I, I can see Christian McCaffrey breaking in the top 10. And if I had to put him somewhere on, on the current trajectory his career is on, I think I'd place him uh, in the – eight spot that's fair yeah i mean if if we're going to compare we we talked about barry sanders as being one of the most elusive and electrifying players of all time i think christian mccaffrey definitely is up there for me in that category and i would absolutely agree with you that he has a chance to be a top 10 running back of all time and i know it's a, a little bit of recency bias, but if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy, man, from what I've seen out of him, I think he's got a shot at it too. We just haven't seen enough consistent seasons from him to really say. And I would argue if you asked me this question two, two to three years ago, I, I, let me, let's, let's say three years ago, I would have said I could see Le'Veon Bell as a top 10 running back all time, possibly top five with how he's performing and how dynamic he was. But I think – you know, his reputation's been a little bit tarnished and I don't I I don't think he could ever be in that conversation ever again. Oh, no chance. Yeah. I mean the the holdout and then the move to the Jets, really just taking the money over the chance and another ring, uh, it definitely hurt him. But yeah. So that's a wrap on episode ten of the roll up or episode nine. I'm so sorry. We'll we'll do we'll be back Monday for episode ten. Uh yeah, we'll we'll be back. Trent. I really enjoyed uh, this conversation we had today. It was definitely nice getting a, a mix up in content since we've been uh, focusing the last couple of episodes on divisional things. So it was nice to focus on positional rankings. Trent, are you excited to tackle the wide receiver uh, position next episode? I am. I mean, there's going to be, I think, a lot, a lot more differences than uh, running backs, especially for current players. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, that's a wrap on episode nine. Stay safe out there, everyone.